welcome to the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, where small business entrepreneurs come discover the strategies, systems, and tools to kick their marketing into high gear. If you want to go from surviving small business owner to thriving entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get ready to roll. All right, welcome everybody. This is Eli Delaney, the creator of the Driving Your Marketing Podcast and your marketing university. And we are here today to have another amazingly fun, cool show to talk to you about marketing stuff and about business stuff. Because let's face it, we are entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, whatever kind of business or whatever type of title you want to call it, but we're out here adding value to the world, creating cool, fun stuff. And I know that most of the time when I ask the question, what do you think of marketing? Or how many of you love marketing? I get the blank stare, kind of the deer in the headlights look, because let's face it, most entrepreneurs aren't overly keen on it. They're not big fans of it. And that's because there's a lot of misconceptions about it. I like to say that what we're doing is we're removing the voodoo and the black magic behind marketing, making it easy, simplifying the complex, and giving you cool, actionable items, tips, tricks, and resources that you can do on your own without necessarily even having to have a budget to go with it. And today's guest, I am really excited because I had a Awesome, awesome conversation with her last week. I'm in the middle of reading her book right now. She is Dana Wild. She's the creator of the revolutionary program Train Your Brain and the CEO of The Mind Aware. She's a trusted authority in creating positive mindset for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and corporate leaders, helping them achieve results and success. In addition, Dana has her own radio show where she interviews celebrity experts on positive mindset, cutting-edge marketing strategies for entrepreneurs. And Dana, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It is my pleasure. You and I had you – know, it's so fun because you know, you and I run in some very similar circles, but we hadn't actually met until about a week ago. We had a great, great conversation, and I, I tell you, I love it when I can meet somebody brand new and just instantly just fall in love with them. It's like, okay, you are my kind of people, and that's yeah, what you're we you're so did. easy to talk to, though. You probably <laughs> – that probably happens with everybody you meet like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'll, I'll say that that's fun, and I appreciate that, but it doesn't always happen with everybody. I'll, I'll tell you what. I was on the phone with somebody last week, and he bored me to death. Uh, it was just, I, I, and I think I think that I confused him because I was like, "Oh, well, this is fun. Got to go by," you know. <laughs> But, you know, you got a really, really cool thing about the way, you know, way you think about business in a very, very different way. Now, I'd like for you to tell a little bit about your story and how you got started in this crazy world because you, you told me kind of a, a, a gist of it last week that was really impressive. I'd like you to share that with the audience. Sure, sure. You know, I was raised in the Midwest in, in Minnesota, and in Minnesota what you do is what most kids do. You kind of run around outside the woods and that type of thing. But I had this real fascination with psychology and what makes people tick. And in high school, it was kind of uh, the self-help era. This is when all these books like I'm Okay, You're Okay were coming out. And so I was just a voracious reader, and I read all of those types of psychology books. And Outside of high school, I went into the workforce, and I started working for a major corporation. It was one of these jobs where you have the, the headset screwed into your head in a little cubicle, and you're answering calls all day. But one of the benefits of the job was that this corporation 
put everybody in the company through a 40-hour course on how the brain works, which is just incredible when you think about it. It was really related yeah. to how you're – I know. I mean, bless their hearts because, of course, once I figured out that, you know, I could use my brain to create my outcomes, I immediately quit the cubicle job. <laughs> but, um, but I learned as much as I could at the time from – the guy who gave the course was named Lou Tice. And it really set me on my grand adventure. So I, I left that job and I ended up, you know, writing a book, became a published author at 23. And then I, I spent the better part of a decade overseas just traveling in Asia and living in Vietnam and Japan and Europe and all these places. And then I came back to the States. I started working in the film and video industry and won a couple of Telly Awards. Love that industry. But ultimately... I realized I was still on somebody else's clock, and I wasn't really all that adjusted to working for somebody else because overseas I had, you know, been a free agent for the most part. So I ended up falling into direct sales, as many people in direct sales do. It was a in-home party type business, and I thought, this is a really easy way to be an entrepreneur in the United States, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to sign up and, you know, get started doing what you do to build your business, but what happened was I realized that my company and the direct sales industry in particular, and this is really true for a lot of trainings available for entrepreneurs too, right, is that they're, they're how-to based. So you get a lot of these trainings about like how to pick up the phone, how to get booked, how to network at meetings, you know, all of this how-to, how-to, it really equates to harder and harder work. And I thought, well, nobody is teaching what I knew to be the most powerful tool we had, which is our brain. So I wrote Train Your Brain for my team, and my team in that direct sales company, we went from zero to a million dollars in 19 months, which is just unheard of in party plan. I mean, we shattered the company record, and it still stands today, as a matter of fact. And then over time, I built that business. I, I loved it. It was great. But I knew there would be a new adventure for me, so I sold that company kind of semi-retired, but I kept getting these requests for Train Your Brain. So I thought, well, that's it, then. I'm going to kind of just see what we do with this Train Your Brain. And I ended up, you know, training it in workshops and classes, a CD set, and now it's a, in book form. It's out in the book. And really just, you know, not only have we replicated the success uh, at the Mind Aware, zero to a million in 19 months, but really had fun teaching others how to do the same. We've got so many people who've come on board and they follow the Train Your Brain principles that have replicated our success. That is awesome. I love that. I mean, obviously, you're you're a go-getter to begin with. I mean, getting a you know, being a published author at 23, which is which is very very cool. I mean, I thought that I was you know pushing the envelope by the fact that I even wanting to be an entrepreneur at 21 or 22, I guess. Wow. And you know, I was like, I was so far ahead of the game of everybody around me. Yet I always felt that you know it's like okay, there's there's definitely more to this. But then you at 23, published author. I mean, uh, let's face it, I just published my first book, so and I'm now just turned 40. So you know, oh, it's congratulations kind of, though. Oh, That's well, it's, thank a, you. it's a huge accomplishment, right? I mean, getting it, it is. all together, you know, and getting it out there. I mean, good for you. No, and I, and thank you very much, and I appreciate it. We're we're having a blast with it. We're we're working on getting some book signings lined up, and we've actually we even sold our first first copy out of Europe, which is kind of cool. And I'm still trying to figure out how they managed to do that because that was before we were actually promoting it at 
all. Um, wow, but you know, hey, you. it's fun. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, you, I mean, you have done some amazing stuff with this. And you know, one of the things that I think is just great is the way you look at that there's too much how-to and not enough teaching about the brain. And I think that that's a really critical piece that a lot of times, you know, both corporations and training programs, I mean, I'm guilty of this as well, and I find it entertaining is because I teach a lot of those how-to programs, but then I also have programs that are my, um, my found, what I call the foundations, and those are the, the, the basics, the, the, thought process behind everything else and once you get those in place the tactics work so much better but honestly those are my least selling products because a lot of times that's not what people necessarily they don't think that's what they need well and you know what else too eli there's nothing wrong with how to program for taking action you have to do it the thing that we teach and train your brain that's so important is intentional action so the idea is get your mindset right first then take action. So if your mindset is is in the right place and you're positive and you're feeling good and you're enthusiastic, then all of those systems work. Anything that you touch is going to turn to gold. But if your mindset isn't right, you can take all the hard work in the world and it's never going to make up for a lousy mindset. Right. No, and I and I couldn't agree more with that. I, I love that. It's very, very powerful. Now, with you know, with that in mind, we know that you know we know that the mind is a very, very powerful thing. How do you think that people sabotage themselves? Well, you know, it's interesting because this uh, this word sabotage, right? It's really become quite a buzzword, especially in the the self help field. You know, mm-hmm. and in fact, it kind of cracks me up because Hollywood is really on board with it too. It's kind of like this idea of brain as mugger. You know, it's a bit like the brain is just standing behind a tree ready to jump out, you know, sabotage you, hit you over the head or something. You know, it's a really strange concept. And, and the reality is, I think what most people don't realize is that your brain is actually your best friend. If you know how to use the brain, your brain is going to tell you, do anything for you and create any outcome for you that you ask for if you know how to use it. And so I think contrary to it, to it sabotaging you. And I mean, I know why people say that, because we tend to, because of homeostasis, we tend to stay within bumpers, whether it be financially or weight-wise or, you know, any any other um, any other category we want to put in. But, mm-hmm. but again, if you know how to use it, your brain will get you anywhere you want to go. Very cool. I love that. And it is so, so true. You know, I, I remember when I first got into any kind of self-development stuff, you know, that was years ago. My first, my first impression with it was with Bob Proctor, and you know, it was after I'd already had my business. I'd already started my business, so this was twenty. This was while I was twenty-two, twenty-two, maybe twenty-three, right in that time range. Wow. And I mean, that was the earliest I'd heard of any of this stuff. I didn't know who Tony Robbins was or any of these big name. You know, self, you know, personal development type people that we all know, you know, we all know them as household names now. I didn't know about any of these guys. And I went to, went to a seminar that a friend of mine was actually putting on. I went to a seminar and I learned about this stuff and I was like, wow. And I know for me personally, the, the first thought process shifted my business, my, my old web design business that I had to the point where we actually tripled our sales in under six months. 
Wow, that's awesome. Isn't that, and isn't it just amazing when you start to implement some of these brain techniques, how easy it happens? It just feels like magic sometimes, doesn't it? Oh, definitely, it does. And, I, and, and, you know, I've been going through your book, and I haven't had a chance to finish it yet because I'm not a very fast reader, but I'm on, I think, chapter 21, 22, somewhere in that range. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, and so I've been going through a bunch of it, and I'm seeing some of the stuff that you're teaching in there, and it's really, it's really simple things. That's the great thing about this is that none of the, none of this stuff that you talk about is complicated, which is what I love, and this is what I one of the reasons why I love having you on the show is that we talk about simplifying the complex. Everybody thinks all this stuff has to be hard, has to be complicated, and it doesn't. It's so, so much easier than we make it out to be. And so I would like to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things in your book. Let's talk about the, you know, you know let's talk about our beliefs. You know, how do we form beliefs in our, oh, in our brains? That's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. Let's talk about that because once you kind of understand how the system works, then it becomes really easy to, to change anything you want. So most of us, we come into this world, we're, we're clean slates, right? We've, you know, little babies, we've got no agenda. And as we go about our day, we start to learn different things. We grow up, we learn how to pick up objects, we learn how to take those first steps across the room. And when we're learning these things, it's taking our full conscious attention. So, you know, baby picking up an object for the first time, you know, they're focusing and they're, you know, it's a lot of work. You've got to navigate your hand in space and judge the weight of the object and manipulate your fingers. Same with walking across a room. You know, you've got mm-hmm. balancing involved, the, your feet on the ground. I mean, if you look at a child's face, you can see it's 100% of their focus and concentration. Their conscious mind is focusing to, to do that task. But... What happens is over time, every one of us, we, we practice those things over and over and over again. And we practice them so much that they become part of our unconscious mind. We can do them without thinking about them. So most of us now, when we get up and we walk across the room, we don't have to quote unquote think about it. And so, so all of this uh, is not just about motor skills or, you know, bodily functions. You know, we spend... 95 to 99% of our day in that unconscious state. We do things like comb our hair, brush our teeth, you know, showering, taking out the garbage, doing the dishes, you know, even driving our cars. You know, if you've ever had the experience of you're driving down the road and you're about 20 miles down the road and you're like, wow, how did I get here? You know, you kind of forget, like you wake up. I mean, that's the unconscious mind is taking over. And as I said, brain scientists say it's 95 to 99% of the day, but it doesn't just apply to these, these habits. It also applies to the things we think about ourselves. So most of us, we have practiced these ideas about ourselves so much, things like I'm not a good swimmer, I'm bad at art, I'm a chocoholic, I'm not a morning person, I'm a procrastinator. You know, all of these shy in crowds, if not a good networker, I'm not a leader. We practice these ideas about ourselves so much over and over and over again that those two are stored in the unconscious mind as beliefs. Just like walking across the room is unconscious, these come, become unconscious. You know, if you're a, a shy person and you walk into a crowded room, you don't have to look up on a checklist and be like, oh, I don't remember. How do I react in this situation? <laughs> you know, it happens <laughs> automatically. And, and so 
unfortunately, what most of us do when we leave those situations is we, we beat ourselves up about it. We had a filmmaker we were working with, and he was really shy. He'd try to go into these meetings to talk about his projects, and there's a, a little part of the brain called the reticular activating system. This is our little mm -hmm. matchmaker in our minds, right? And yep. the reticular activating system matches up the outside world to the inside world. And so he would walk into these meetings and he would just get, you know, sweaty palms and his breathing would get shallow and, you know, he'd get nervous and tongue-tied and couldn't talk uh, at these events. And so the outside picture and the inside picture always match, right? Whatever your beliefs are in your uh, unconscious mind, it always matches in the outside world. And then, unfortunately, most of us, at, uh, after we have a bad experience, we beat ourselves up. We, we, you know, say things. He would say things like, oh, I'm so stupid, and I'm, I can't believe it. Why can't I talk to people? And I'm so shy, and I hate that about myself, and yada, 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 and just reinforce those unconscious beliefs. So round and round it goes. We end up on the cycle of perpetual sameness, I call it, because we just keep doing the same actions over and over again, telling the same stories, repeating the same patterns, talking about the same things, and reinforcing those same beliefs. Does that make sense? No, definitely it does. And I, and I love that you brought up the reticular activating system. That is one of my – it's like my favorite part of the brain because it is basically top-of-mind awareness. That's essentially yeah. what it boils down to. And I use it in, in from a marketing perspective of t helping clients figure out where their, you know, who their perfect client, um, perfect client is. I like to call your perfect client avatar. And people are like, oh, but I don't want to turn anybody down, so I got to be more generic. And I'm like, no, 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 you've got to be very specific because once you're specific, you're going to realize all the people that are around you and all the opportunities that are sitting right there in front of you that you didn't notice before because you were thinking too generic. Oh, yeah. Oh, Eli, that's such a good example because you're right. I mean, that's the beauty of it. This is the piece I'm talking about when I say the brain is like your best friend and whatever mm -hmm. you tell it, that reticular activating system, that little matchmaker is like, Hi, hi, Dana. I'm on the lookout. You say I attract great customers. I'm out there looking for those great customers. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, boom, so easy. Yeah, and just for you know, for everybody listening, I want to I want to do one more example of what a little bit more generic version of what the what reticular activating system actually is. If you've ever ever got a new car or decided that you wanted a new car, all of a sudden, if you notice that that same car is everywhere and like everybody you know is driving that thing, that's what it is. It's not like those cars mm -hmm. just all of a sudden showed up. They were there the whole time, but now it's top of mind. It's what's what you're thinking about now those things are starting to show up because you're actually looking for them. Absolutely. And, and the beauty is you can train your brain to, to find this stuff or to have these ideas or to create that income or to take the new level, anything that you want. It's very, very easy actually to train your brain to start having those things in your awareness and then therefore having them in your wallet. Very cool. And let's, you know, give us some examples of that. How can, what can we do to go ahead and get started with that? Because this is, I'm going to tell you right now, I know a lot of people are going to say, okay, this is kind of woo-woo stuff. I'm not really sure what, how to make this work. So let's give some examples because I know, I know it works. You know, you and I have had the conversation about it. You've got some amazing examples to share and, I mean, so do I. But let, let's start with, you know, how can we get started to do this on a very, very simplistic level? 
Sure, sure. It is good to start with the basics and with the, sim the simplest form. So if you look at it, when I talk about this cycle of perpetual sameness, we've got these beliefs in the unconscious mind that the reticular activate system is out there matching up every day, each and every day. So it's showing up in our outside world. And then we usually have situations in our life that are part of our life, part of the outside world around us that we talk about in our heads. And we don't always talk about them in a positive way. As I mentioned with our filmmaker friend, he, you know, was beating himself up about his reaction in crowds, not being able to network. And then we go ahead and it reinforces it. Well, you've basically got three stops where you can make change. You have to get off this cycle somehow because it's going to keep, you know, most people, you want to hear a really scary statistic, you're going to love this. We have got 60 to 90,000 thoughts in our head every day. And 96% of those thoughts are the same thoughts we had yesterday. Right? I mean, that just blows my mind to think about 96%. So most people only see incremental change in their lives because they're on this cycle. So what do you do? Well, you can go get hypnotherapy. You can go have your unconscious mind reprogrammed with a hypnotherapist or, or something of the like. You can change your outside behavior. And this is like, I, I would call it force yourself to change. So most people are using this method from January 1st till January 5th of every year. <laughs> you know, they're out there and just giving it their best to try to exercise more or hand out five business cards a day or whatever it is, you know. And then the third spot is you can start talking to yourself differently. You can quit beating yourself up. You can start in reprogramming your unconscious mind with those conscious, focused thoughts, just like you learned everything in the first place. So just like you learned to walk across a room or pick up an object, now you're going to take that conscious mind, you're going to start thinking differently, and you're going to interrupt that cycle of perpetual sameness. So one of the easiest methods to teach people is just a typical old-fashioned mantra. And it's a great starting point because, first of all, so many people are familiar with it in so many ways. And then you can start from that starting point and you can change it and tweak it. So a good old-fashioned mantra, you might have heard them. Anybody who's um, learned, talked to, or studied with uh, Tony Robbins maybe knows them as incantations. Or T. Harv Eker calls them declarations. You may right. them called affirmations, right? We call them mantras. So they're these great phrases that get the juices flowing. You know, I'm abundant. Uh, money flows to me easily. I'm working less and making more. Uh, everything is going my way. I mean, any of those things, I'm a money magnet. You know, any of those things that, that make you feel good, as long as they're believable. If you can say, if you can come up with a mantra. Actually, can I tell you a story, Eli, that I think you'll really like? Oh, definitely. Okay. So here I am. Remember, I, I was telling you earlier that I, I came back from overseas. I started this direct sales business, and I, I start it, it was party plan with the method of marketing. So mm -hmm. you go and you do these parties, and with direct sales, you sponsor people into your business. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, we, I know we have a lot of people in the direct marketing business that are, that are listeners, so definitely okay. this is going to flow with them good. 
Oh, awesome, awesome. So here I am, and I'm, you know, I basically read the training manual, and I went out and did what they told me to do. You know, imagine that. What a concept. <laughs> and I the training manual that you, you know, offer the opportunity to sponsor people into your business. So, so I did. I offered the opportunity, and I started to have some success with that. I started to sponsor people. And at this point, I got a call from somebody in the company who said, um, Dana, you're on target. You are, you have a chance to break the record of sponsoring people in the fastest time, hitting the executive director level. So that was a personal achievement. You had to uh, sponsor 15 people, and to break the record, it would, I would have had to do it my first six months. So I thought, wow, that's kind of cool. I might break the record. I think I could do 15 people. But I was embarrassed talking to people about it. I felt like I was kind of bragging, telling people, like, guess what? I could be the fastest in the company. So I, I, instead of saying that, I thought, I can't tell people I'm the fastest to executive director, but what I could do is I could say to them, we're the fastest growing team in the history of the company. So every time I went and did a party or I talked to somebody about my business, I'd say, yeah, you should join now because we're the fastest growing team in the history of the company. Now's the time to join. Really, you should come on right now because we're the fastest growing team in the history of the company. Yeah, we're the fastest growing team in the history of the company. And we, every time I brought somebody on board, they didn't know any different, right? They just heard me say it, so they thought it was true. <laughs> so they started saying it. We're the fast, yeah, this is the best part of the country. We're the fastest growing team in the history of the company. And lo and behold, sure enough, 19 months later, we were the fastest growing team in the history of the company to the million dollar level. So the, the important part about this story is that I did so much wrong in my business. It would blow your mind. I did not have business cards for my first six months. I was at the executive level before I actually had a business card for my business. I, I didn't know how to demo some of our most important products. I didn't do any of the standard things that you're supposed to do for party plan businesses. Like people are familiar with, if they've ever been to an in-home party, you're supposed to play games and you're supposed to give the hostess a gift and there are all these things you're supposed to do. I didn't do any of that stuff. I, I didn't even do like a, a customer newsletter for two years. I was, I was in the million dollar level before I did a customer newsletter or recognized sales on my team, any of these things. But I did one thing very, very right, and that was I found a mantra that made me feel really, really good, and I just had unending you know, enthusiasm for saying it. I mean, if I said we're the fastest growing team in the history of the company once, I probably said it 10,000 times over that 19 months. And sure enough, boom, that's how it happened. And so, so ideally, it's great if you can find a phrase that makes you feel good, that's short and concise and in the affirmative and believable and can get those juices flowing that's really like I am abundant, money is flowing to me, you know, everything's going my way, things are on the move. Those are great. Uh, but if you can't, the, that's the whole point of Train Your Brain is we teach you methods that will get you there uh, that are that kind of coax you into it. If you can't quite get to that belief level where you say, I'm a money magnet right now, train your brain is about getting you there easily. Right, and I love it. And it's and it's so, so true how powerful this stuff is. Now, I do have a couple, a couple of things with it. And one, one thing is it, it almost creates a self-fulfilling prophecy when you talk that way, doesn't it? Totally, totally. That's it, exactly. It's, and what really does it is that wholehearted, full body, feel good belief. You know, in direct sales, we have a, a saying, these people come into the business 
and they're really super excited, and they don't know anything about anything, and they're they're just like, oh, I just love having a business, and they're they're having all these successes. We call them ignorance on fire because they don't have a clue what they're doing, but they're doing it with such gusto that they're they're sponsoring people, they're booking, and all of this stuff. Well, what happens to a lot of us in our in-home businesses? is that we build, we have an obstacle, we, we start to focus on the obstacle, we don't have that enthusiasm anymore, and so it starts to become hard to build our business. We feel like we're pushing a boulder uphill. And instead, if we can, if we can learn how to intentionally create that enthusiastic, fun feeling, and that's what training your brain's about, get yourself in that space of feeling so good, now it doesn't matter what you do in your business. Everything you touch is going to turn to gold. Right. No, and I and I do love that. And it's that's one thing I want to I want to kind of go on a little bit more clarification too. When you're talking about your mantras, it's always something that's in the present mode, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind. Of, I think the easiest way for me to describe it is if you think of that little matchmaker in your head. Everything coming out of your mouth, that little matchmaker is matching up. And so if you're saying, I'm going to be a millionaire, then your little matchmaker is going, aye, aye, Dana, you are going to be a millionaire, but you're not one right now. (laughs) And we're going to keep matching that you're going to be one because that's what you keep saying, you're going to be one. And so it becomes really easy when you start to think like, okay, is that the picture I really want to match? You know, if you just look at it that way, you want it to be in the affirmative, you know, the brain focuses on the main subject of a sentence. So if you say, I don't want debt, the brain focuses on the word debt. You know, right. if you say, I don't want cancellations, the brain focuses on cancellations. So think of it in the affirmative. You know, okay. I, I, I'm abundant. Right, and that's why I wanted to clarify that because I know that you know what you just said was very, very critical. In that is that a lot of times people do focus on it's the they talk about the things they don't want, and the problem is that it kind of ignores the don't and just keeps the part you do want, you know, and and it does cause an issue with that. Now, but we, as we go through this, I know there are some people that have a hard time with you know whether you say affirmations, mantras, the, the whatever terminology you want to use. They feel uncomfortable with it because a lot of times you doing it that way, they feel like they're lying. And how do you how do you kind of approach getting over that mindset? Yeah, great. I'm so glad you asked that because it's really critical, you know. And sometimes I think, you know, kind of remember it. I always date myself here by talking about Stuart Smalley from uh, Saturday Night Live. You remember him? Mm-hmm. He was like, "I'm good enough. I'm strong enough. I'm doggone it. People like me." And yep. and you know. Mantras are great, right? I mean, we have so many testimonials of people using mantras, and when they feel good, they feel good, and they're awesome. But the reality is, you're right. A lot of people feel like they're lying to themselves when they're saying these short, positive phrases. It's like, I'm abundant, and then you hear that little devil at the other shoulder go, yeah, right, you know, like, sure you are. You get a million nickels, not a million dollars, you know? I mean, you can hear that little argument in the head. So we have a series of, of... mindware experiments in the book, and some of them deal with transitory statements. So if you can't use perfect language and use a perfect mantra, a transitory statement is a great way to get you there. And so, for example, here we've got our filmmaker friend. The, the, you know, he's going in, he's one of our clients, he's going into these events, he's, he's nervous, he's shy, he's sweaty palms, he can't get a sentence out. Now, he's been shy his whole life. 
So he's not going to start walking around saying a mantra like, I'm an extrovert, I'm an extrovert. You know, it's just silly. You know, all mm-hmm. that is ridiculous, right? So he started using a transitory statement. The transitory statement, one of the easiest ways to use it. We've got several methods, but this one's something people can use as soon as you're done hearing this. If you use the word but appropriately, so the word but is a very powerful word in the English language. It negates everything that came before it. So he started saying things like, I'm shy, but I connect with the right people. I'm shy, but people like my style. I'm shy, but I always find the right person for my project. I'm shy, but I connect one-on-one really well. I'm shy, but I still get my needs met. I'm shy, but I'm attracting good people. Now what happens is he gets to still continue to be shy, but it's not a stopper anymore. So, so he still is, is having things go his way, connect with those people, you know, build his business. And so you start to think about all those things in our lives that we think are stoppers in our business, you know, being procrastinators, messy death, being disorganized, not being able to pick up the phone, being shy, all of these things that, you know, we've been told, oh, you have to fix that or you have to change that in order to be successful. Well, it's just not true. You just have to learn to quit feeling bad about it and to start talking about it differently because you can take the thing that has been your stopper right up until now. One of my favorites is people is, I'm not techie, right? I mean, how often do we hear that? I'm not techie, I'm not techie. Uh. Yeah, I hear that one all the time. Exactly. You just have to start talking about it differently because then everything starts going your way and the brain starts matching up that, hey, you're not techie, but you connect with people who are. You're not techie, but your business is building anyway. You're not techie, but people are coming out of the woodwork. You're not techie, but business is flowing. You're abundant. Everything's growing. Life is improving. I mean, you can just fill in the blank after the but. So it's really, it's very, very effective, and it really helps quiet that voice of, you know, that you're lying when it comes to other methods. Right. I love that, and that is so, so powerful because, you know, like you just said, the whole I'm not techie one, that's like one of my personal pet peeves because it just drives me nuts. You're like, oh, I just I just won't get it because I'm just not techie, and I'm like, okay, I've got, I've got people that I know that are, um, you know, 75 yeah. that are – you know, maintaining their own website, creating their own newsletters, all that kind of stuff. You can't use that as an excuse anymore. You know? Yeah, you have to give that one up. That's not going to – well, and that's it. You know, and that's what this what happens is and – I, and I just like to say the problem is not the problem. It never is. The problem is not the problem. The problem is that you think the problem is a problem. And that, that's really at the core of it. If you can start to get that, that talking to yourself differently and start catching yourself, you know, really the core of change in this whole program, the core of Train Your Brain, the reason I named my company The Mind Aware is because step one in all of this is starting to get aware. Start to pay attention to that noise, that little mini sportscaster in your head that's continually jabbering in the background about what's happening in your day. And really start to hear what are those things that I'm thinking, and especially chronically thinking, because that's what the little matchmaker is matching up. You don't have to worry about your brain jumping out from behind a tree and sabotaging you. That voice that you can hear ever so clearly every single day in your head, that's what's matching up. So just start to get better about saying the things that you want to happen. Right. And so you basically you're talking about telling different stories. That's kind of, yeah, it's a different way to look at it. 
Yeah, totally. Because we do that, right? I mean, if you think about uh, exactly the terminology I like to use, when you think about how we interact with each other, you know, and, and a lot of times stories are just in our hands. We hear things. One of my favorite stories that I continually have to bust myself on is the I'm busy story. You know, oh, I'm so busy. I don't have time. Oh, my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't believe how much stuff I got to do. You know, wow, it's crazy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. You know, it's just it's just silly, you know, with, and I catch myself all the time in that story. And you can especially tell us the story when it starts to come out of your mouth. <laughs> you know, people say, how are you? Oh, I'm busy. How are you? Oh, I'm so busy. But I, you know, it, it, you have to start, and I do too. I have to bust myself all the time and go, okay, I'm not going to get peace of mind and, and serenity from talking about how busy I am. You know, you're not going to get rich by talking about how broke you are. You're not going to get healthy by talking about how sick you are. I mean, it's so simple, really. You have to start making the shift somewhere. You have to interrupt that cycle of perpetual sameness. Right, and I love that. And I, I want to share something about that exact phrase that you just said about the whole how busy I am. I actually had that when um, years ago with my web company where I would go around and I would tell people how busy I was. And I thought that that was a good thing. It was almost like a badge of honor of how busy I was. And then I actually found out that people were not coming to me to help them with their websites and things because they thought I was too busy to work with Oh, them. wow. God, yeah. yeah I can, I, I'm going to totally use that as an example. I just oh, definitely. That, Go for it. That is so powerful what you just said because you're right. And, you know, it's funny because it's like marketing 101, isn't it, where we're supposed to tell people, let them know how, how busy you are. Tell everybody how, oh, wow, things are going so great. But there really is a, a different kind of an energy behind that don't bother me, I'm busy. Don't ask me to do one more thing, I'm busy thing. So that's really interesting what you just said. Yeah, and it, it's crazy how that one you know, turned around because I thought that by telling everybody how busy I was, it would show how, how great we are and how many clients are coming to us and all these kind of things. But what it actually did was it totally backfired. And I had people literally tell me at one point, I would say, okay, why did you go to this person and have them you know, take care of your website? Like, well, you said you're, you're always talking about how busy you are. So I didn't think you'd have time for me, and I, it, it totally like shocked me because I did not see that one coming at all. I thought I was in that positive of, of attracting more, and what it ended up doing was actually repelling people from me. So wow, then we've got to just keep track of our, our language, you know. It did, and you really have to catch it. You know, it's funny. I had one gal uh, call me one year. She wanted – it was New Year's time, and she wanted help with her mantra. Because her mantra the previous year, she said, you know, I was saying um, I, I am able to easily quit my corporate job and work my home business full time because I asked for help and uh, because I'm a hard worker and I asked for help. And so she said, I, I, it worked. I've been saying that mantra all year. And sure enough, I quit my high-paying corporate job. I'm doing my home business full-time, but I'm working really, really hard. <laughs> and so I mean, it came true. Just like, you have to be very careful what you say because I, I need to change it. So now I want the, the big business without having to work so hard. Can you help? <laughs> 
I love that. And it is so, so true. I mean, I've seen that where, you know, I think when I first got into personal development, I, I told you I tripled my business within six months. And I, and in that, that mindset, that was one of the things I did was I actually did a journal every day and I was writing my mantras. And that was exactly how I was doing it was, was sitting there saying, I want to, you know, I think I said, I want to triple my business with, you know, or I'm going to triple my business. And I was doing these and I didn't have it quite right. It wasn't quite as perfect as it, as it should have been, but it worked. And now, you know, now that I know better, I know I could have even gone further if I had, you know, been a little bit more aware of what I was doing. But, but these but things are right. powerful. You're right, Eli, you nailed it. I mean, this is the thing, what you just said that I find so interesting and what we're finding with Train Your Brain is that we've been told in the past, the old school affirmations people who gave us a great service by teaching us how the brain works and why these affirmations or mantras or incantations work, there there were such strict rules behind them that we didn't realize that you know, obviously it's great if you can do things perfectly and you can use perfect language and you can feel good. But what we're finding, and obviously what you found too on your own, is that guess what? There are a lot of different ways to do it where you don't have to use this, this strict perfect language. You can say a lot of things that help get you there and get you on the move and get you feeling good. And eventually it gets where it starts to get easy to use the perfect language because you're on the move. You're feeling so good. You're flying so high that you do feel like everything I touch turns to gold. You know, it really gets where it's so easy to say things. But, but in the meantime, being imperfect works too. It really does. <laughs> Right. Very cool. Awesome stuff. Now I know you're you're on a tight schedule, and we got to start wrapping things up here. So I want to. I got a couple more questions for you, and we're going to go ahead and finish off the show. Uh, one thing I had. I, this is a question that I ask everybody. I think you you shared some amazing stuff today, and the, and the reason I wanted you to come on board because usually we do bring in a lot more of how to, a lot more tactical type type conversations, but this is the foundational stuff. This is the powerful stuff that that helps make all of those things work more effectively because I have seen some people who've got all the all their ducks in a row, everything is perfect, and they're still failing at their business. And and I've been there before. I've been in that situation. And a lot of it it does boil down to where your mind is thinking the wrong stuff. And it's where you're you just need to readjust. That's all it is, is just readjusting. And so that's why it was so important for me to have you on the show. I love everything that you've shared. Now, as we're wrapping up, I've got a couple basic questions, but this is one, one that I always ask everybody is, what is the number one thing that people should take away and take action on right as soon as they finish this call? Yeah, good question. Yes, and I agree with everything you just, you just said. In fact, I would even go so far as to say if anybody is failing in their business, it's because of this, okay? So I just want to add that caveat. If, if, if the mindset isn't right, nothing else can work. And so the one takeaway I would say, the actionable thing to do is, and I'm going to do it as a, uh, a two, two-stepper. The first okay. one is start paying attention to what those, what those thoughts are in your head. Just start watching it. Start catching yourself, and it will surprise you. Sometimes people think, well, I'm really positive. I mean, I've been doing this 30 years, and I still bust myself every single day on things where I go, uh-oh, is that the message I want to match? I got you again, Dana. So, so just start paying attention. And then the next one is find some positive phrase that makes you feel good 
that you can say even for 48 hours or 72 hours, because if you can do that within 48 hours or 72 hours, you're going to start to see evidence of it in the outside world. And so the beauty for me about this material is that I don't have to convince you that this material works because your own brain will convince you. So if you can start to say something simple like money flows to me or things are going my way or I'm a money magnet, something that you can believe and that you can just suspend your disbelief and feel good and say it 50, 100 times a day just like a little song in the background for a couple of days, you will start to see things happen in your outside world that we would call evidence and you'll start to go, okay, maybe there's something to this which will help propel you for further study. Awesome. Love it. It's super, super simple. And even, you know, for those of you that are listening to this that are a little bit skeptical of this, try it. What's the worst that could happen? If you come up with two, three, maybe three phases at the, uh, phrases at the top, so you know, one or two is probably good that are in that positive set, and just you know, say them to yourselves a few times a day and do it for the next two days. What's the worst thing that happens is that you said some words and maybe somebody looked at you a little funny because they heard you mumbling. That's it. Well, exactly, you know? exactly, exactly. And you know, I'll tell you something else too, Eli, that's really important to me. This, for me, it was very important that I understood, you know, I hear all this stuff in the motivational world, what you focus on grows, what you think about, you bring about, you know, all of these kind of things. And I was always the person that was like, well, why? Why does what you focus on grow? Why do you get what you, you know, think about what you, you bring about what you think about? And so it was really important for me in Train Your Brain to explain to people exactly how their brains work so that they could see, okay, this isn't about, like, throw a penny into a fountain and make a wish and hope it happens. This is really your brain is set up to make you successful if you are using it the right way. And it's, it's complete brain science. And so uh, for anybody who thinks this is woo-woo, you know, please take a, take a look at the material and I'll, I'll give you some other good stuff because you'll see that really your brain is your best friend. It is totally your best business tool. Right. I love it. So, so cool. All right. So how do people find out more about the, the Train Your Brain program and stay in touch with you? Because I know you've got a lot of stuff going on. Well, uh, the best way, my name is Dana Wild, so it's D-A-N-A-W-I-L-D with an E at the end, right? And if you go to the .biz, B-I-Z site, DanaWild.biz, there's a place where you can put your email address for a free video training. So that's my favorite price, right, free? <laughs> you can uh, get, train your brain, like it'll give you a total synopsis of what train your brain is about. Uh, and really get you started. By the time you're done with the videos, you're able to go, okay, I, I get it, and off and running training your brain. Awesome. Very, very cool. Well, Dana, thank you so much. This was very, very cool. Great, great stuff. You know, one, I always like to put this out there. You, you've helped me out with some stuff. We had some great conversation the other day, and then in this call today, it was great to have, to have a fun, fun conversation along with sharing some of my own stories along with yours to kind of reiterate how powerful the stuff you're talking about is because I've been there. I've seen that experience before. You know, with, me, with that, there's anything that I can do to help support you always reach out and let me know oh that's so awesome thank you so much Eli you're a doll this was great fun you're such a fun interviewer I totally enjoyed this 
Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I have a blast doing this. It's one of my favorite things to do. And with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up because I know you got to get going. For everybody listening, do me a favor. You know, one of the things that means the world to us, go to iTunes and do a review for us. What did you think of this show? Because the more reviews that we get, what ends up happening is that helps actually rank it up higher and then helps share these interviews with more people because then iTunes actually shows it to more people. And that's what we're looking for here. So do, do me a favor. Go do that. If you don't do it for this show, you can do it for another one. But definitely just get out there, do a quick review. It'll take two minutes. It means the world to us. And with that, get out there. Have an amazing rock star week. If there's anything I can do to help you out and reach out, let me know. Take care. We'll see you on the next episode. Hey there, this is Eli again, and I got a question for you. Do you have a roadmap for marketing your business? If you're consistently looking for new marketing ideas just to keep your business going, then you need to check out smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com and download the free special report that I created to help you create a marketing plan that will thrive in any economy. Again, that's smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. Go get it, read it, and start the road trip of your lifetime. See you on the other side.